0: you are locked on cowboys your daily podcast on the dallas cowboys part of the locked on podcast network your team every day welcome back to the locked on podcast i am your host marcus Mosier. oh no wait i am not marcus Mosier. it's landon mccool i am here to host this podcast today i have finally wrestled power away from marcus and it's just you and i now guys now we could really get down to the answers without marcus and, and him interfering with 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 truth and knowledge uh with the way he does no of course marcus is away on assignment and by assignment i mean uh he's making sure that his floors get done properly so uh it's just you and i it's of course uh Question Tuesday, though, you know, it's really recording this on Wednesday. It's going to probably post on Thursday, but that doesn't really make a difference. Uh, I've got a whole bunch of your questions. I've got hopefully as many answers, uh, but we're going to find out because I have not... This is going to be fun, guys. I have not even looked at these questions yet, so you're getting me right off the cuff. Uh, And again, with no Marcus filter. So this is really... I mean, you're getting... Uh, uh, fantastic value at this podcast uh, because you, Marcus isn't in the way now uh, if I didn't introduce myself I am Landon McCool uh, I am obviously your normal co-host I uh, find me as always at, at McCool BCB and at the best coast boys podcast uh, come come join us there as well let's not waste any more time let's get into your questions uh, Nick Frampton uh, at Nick Frampton, except with a whole bunch of the uh, vowels taken out. Uh, Dak, due for a career year. I've been a harsh critic of his, but I think so. Start, started to come around at him. OL seems back to full strength, essentially. Connor Williams, for most improved player, appears to bulk of uh, bulked up nicely. You know, it's interesting. This kind of leads me to a uh, – there's a big conversation going on on Twitter sparked by uh, – I wish I could remember who it was. But but, but basically the uh, the – the gist of the conversation that was going on and it's not like it's a very new conversation or really ground was broken or anything it just you know got stirred back up was how how what what held this team back last year and, and the 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 hypothesis presented by this guy was that Dak and the head coach were the you know sole result the sole uh you know i guess culprit in in the the lack of a, of success with the team last year or the, the holding the team back. His, his actual argument was that this was an incredibly deep team, uh, and maybe had the best roster in the NFL, uh, and, but that the team is being held back, uh, by the quarterback and by Garrett. Um, his other part of the argument was that, you know, the wind that the Cowboys were wasting their window, um, with Dak and, and Garrett. My counter argument to that was of course, how can you have a how can you at the same time think that they're they're in the middle of a Super Bowl run window, but also think that they have a quarterback problem? Those those two things don't kind of line up. I I, I disagree with the whole premise. But to get back to Nick's question, I do think that Dak is in for a career year. I mean I I, I think when Dak's career has been very difficult to kind of parse because everything has been about, you know, looking through the lens of, oh, well, how did he do it when, you know, everyone just kind of just dismisses his rookie year as a fluke. And then everyone kind of has tried to parse the last two seasons of, you know, you know, using splits like, oh, well, how did he do with and without uh, Zeke? How did he do with and without Tyron Smith? And I think it's it's very difficult to parse kind of what's what. I, I think that we saw that when he had decent offensive line play at the uh, well, I mean, decent not even in relative to the Cowboys' term, but just league-wide decent at the end of last year. Uh, and then with Cooper there, he, you know, he performed at a kind of newer heights than he had had previously. Uh, you know, I think that the thing that and this goes to both of these questions. I think the thing that really upsets me about the conversations that are had about Dak and about, um, you know, whether he's. What his value is, uh, especially when discussing last year. It's not even just that he didn't have receivers or targets. The offensive line was decimated last year. I mean, say what you will about Xavier Suafilo. I mean, the guy was not great, especially in pass protection. And there were routinely guys in Dak's lap that were, you know, causing him to either have to escape pressure um, or to, you know, throw it off time, to throw it off schedule, you know, throw it from a bad platform. I think that these are all things that Dak has worked on in the offseason. Um, he's talked about his footwork. He's talked about resetting his feet once they've be, been disrupted in the pocket. Uh, and I think... Anyone that sees when Dak is throwing poorly, it's because there's a disconnect between his feet, his his hips and his shoulders and his eyes, you know, and, and, and those all need to be in concert with each other. I think the, the problem isn't that he can't throw that way. The problem is when he's asked to disrupt that stance, move around and then reset all that stuff. Uh, that he that that's where he he kind of gets into trouble. So I, I think that's been the, the the concentration for him. And then on the offensive line front, I, I think you know Nick brought up a good point. Connor Williams does look like he could be an improved player. Uh, he's bulked up. I think he really started to play well by the end of the year. And and guys like actually Zach Martin were the ones who were kind of struggling. And Martin, again, Martin was dealing with he was basically dealing playing with one leg all season. Uh, so you know that uh, you know, if you look at. The offensive line circumstance, Leo Collins struggled for the first part of the season because I really think he struggled to take Paul Alexander's coaching. So that really kind of set him back quite a bit. I think Leo Collins, more than anybody on the offensive line, was the was the one who benefited the most from Mark Colombo being put back into offensive line. Zach Martin got injured, you know, kind of early mid to early part of the season, was able to gut it back at, out and be on the field, but Let's be clear. There were definitely times when he wasn't playing at his level. Obviously, we all know what happened with Travis Frederick, and, and Looney played admirably. But Looney is still not Travis Frederick. The left guard was a combination of Xavier Suofilo and, uh, Xavier, uh, and Connor Williams, which resulted in very up and down, you know, results. And then Tyron Smith, I mean, was 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 pretty good for most of the year, but he also dealt with some injury. So the point is, is that I think that if they can improve the offensive line. You know, health situation a little bit, which it sounds like they can. Dak has improved a little bit on his end. I think that we are going to see Dak, and you know, obviously the additions of Cooper and then the elevation of Gallup in the second season, the addition of Cobb, Jason Witten coming back, uh, you know, Pollard being thrown in there, I, I, you know, some of these young guys. I think that there's there's a lot of hope that that he could definitely he's it's lined up for him to have a career year for sure. Uh, and if he doesn't, then I think that there's you know there's questions to have. Um... Let's see what else. Uh, who do you think is expected to make the biggest jump uh, from twenty eighteen? You know, I think Connor Williams is someone that should be part of this conversation. Uh, you know, I think, like you said, he's bulked up. He's 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 he showed a little bit uh, something at the end of the year last year. Uh, I think I thought he played great in the Rams game. Uh, I, I think he's going to be one of these guys who could potentially come in here and 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 make a, a large jump uh, in. I guess, p- the way he played from last season to this season. Um, I think Xavier Suafilo is a guy that uh, – not ex- God, Xavier Woods uh, is a guy who uh, played really well you know, as the season went on last year, um, and you saw his play elevating. He's a, he's a guy who could be a candidate for that as well. Uh, that was from, uh, by the way, Carlos Saldana. Uh, thanks, Carlos. Uh, Justin Cook asks, if the Cowboys struggle early – could there be a fire sale on the top talents instead of re-signing them? I, you know, I, I I would be surprised. I think that a lot of these guys that they have, they've consciously signed because they're sort of scheme agnostic. So, uh, you know, I I, I wouldn't be I, I would be surprised if there was like a huge fire sale. Uh, Dak season. Brody speak at Brody Speak says, if everyone plays up to the potential, how far do you think the Cowboys? Uh, how far do you guys really think the Cowboys team can go I mean look uh, like if everything goes optimally th- this is a team that can win the Super Bowl I mean I, I don't think that there's any any doubts about that I mean I, I think that there's talent that that can that they can do this I mean I think uh, you know that's uh, I mean, you're asking a lot if everyone plays up to their potential I mean that's that's you know that doesn't happen across the board for every single person so if that happens uh can they can they go all the way? I would say, of course they can. Um, uh, Rayman asks, "Does Garrett finally get the boot this year? If we don't win a ring, what level of success does this team have to reach in order for Garrett not to get the boot?" Um, well, your first and second questions are both kind of the same question. I, I, I think that if the Cowboys make it to the NFC Championship game, uh, and you know, lose or I—I I, I think the idea is to take the next step, and if they can take the next step, uh, you know, one more win in in these games, I think Garrett should be fine. Uh, you know, obviously this was a more to Marcus question because Marcus is more of a uh Garrett hater than I am. Um, but I, you know, look, I think everyone needs to be prepared if they change uh, coaches that there's going to be a pretty big step back. I don't think, I—I I, I, this idea that like the common. Uh, occurrence is that a new coach steps in and everyone goes and wins right away is is pretty uh, is pretty misguided in my opinion. Um, would trading Collins now for a high second rounder be worth more than keeping him an a extra o- a line depth and earning a third and four, uh, third, fourth? rounder comp instead basically mike musto thank you mike is asking if uh, a high second for collins is worth more than getting the comp pick for him i, I don't think it is uh, to me i have such a high i've talked about this before i have such a high floor with this situation uh, you know that we're going to get leo collins for a season and then on top of that get the comp pick after having a good season out of a right tackle and then buying a little bit extra time for my uh, young young connor williams to learn the transition, I- I'm on board with that. It's going to take a first-round pick, I think, for me to even consider anything outside of that. Um, who do you think is more important to lock up for the long-term contract, Dak or Amari? I think Dak is because Dak frees up what you need for Amari. Uh, yeah, that's just my my opinion. Um, but I think you signed both of them, so that shouldn't be a problem. Um, and that was, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm terrible at saying these names, but that was from at ab underscore wizard at foe steve jones uh says what do you expect the cowboys achilles heel to be huh well i think there is something to be said for how much did they actually get uh, how much did they actually approve their interior run defense i mean they, they added some stuff there but we don't really have any uh uh we don't have any uh you know real proof that they've gotten better yet they, they added a second rounder there's clearly some talent there I think all of that is uh is is good good trending but we don't really have any proof there I think that could be an issue um you know I I, I I've said that if if you want to hear my bad news scenario for what this what could happen with this team if they struggle early in the season because you know Lawrence isn't the same guy right away after surgery, Byron Jones is working his way back from his surgery. If all if any of these or all of these, you know, off-season surgery or injury situations leak into the early part of the season and the Cowboys can't seem to figure it out early on or, or let's say that Kellen Moore struggles play calling wise, like anything that where the Cowboys could potentially not get off to a good start early this season, I think that could be pr- extremely problematic because of of the way that the the the, the rest of the of uh, the schedule goes. They have s- several difficult stretches. Uh, they they need to kind of build up those wins early uh, to to kind of survive. I think a, a, what can be a very difficult stretches at times. Uh, Joel Edward Allen at Shorts King Joel ask. The Cowboys won the Super Bowl this year. What's the narrative, true or otherwise, for why the team was able to make the jump from good to great? Hmm. Well, I think, you know, people, especially journalists, will li- like to look for, for you know, the narratives. I mean, but, but in the narrative, they like to look for patterns. So I'm sure somebody's going to write a story about how Robert Quinn I- would be the uh, – uh, Charles Haley of, of, the, of the team I'm sure that uh, you know there'll be talk about uh, Dak's improvement uh, they'll be talking about Cooper getting an off season. I think they'll talk about the defensive improvements um, you know look I, I think if this team wins the Super Bowl then what happened is that a lot of their very young players from last season got a whole lot better between last season and this season uh, and I think that that's very likely. I mean a lot of the there this we had one of the youngest rosters in football, uh, and I think that this is one of the teams that does a really good job of developing players so i uh, I think that likely will be uh, the narrative I, th- I also think that you know there'll probably be narratives about oh everybody was on the hot seat to start the season and you know Garrett didn't have a contract and and uh, you know Dak Prescott didn't have a uh, uh, a contract or didn't have a, had, hadn't been resigned at the start of the season. Uh, or start of the preseason, yet? Yeah, hopefully he's, started, he's signed by the start of the season. But, you know, they'll come up with all those kind of familiar narratives and then just ad-lib in the new names, basically. Uh, Mike Crum at CD Piglet asks, uh, pick one undrafted free agent to make the team and why him over others? Uh, I would say... Uh, Poo, yeah, probably one of the wide receivers just because of opportunity. You know, um, and there's just so much talent. It seems there. I mean, I guess someone like Daniel Wise. I mean, just because he is very talented, could make the team. Uh, maybe one of the offensive tackles, that Hyatt, or uh, that other guy that they liked, whose name is escaping me at the time, at the moment. Uh, but I, I think, uh, uh, you know, those those are all guys who, you know, are, are good candidates um, for for off uh, undrafted free agent. You know, I think there's. Maybe if they brought in a kicker who shows out, like that could be kind of a dark horse. Uh, someone who uh, makes, see, Brandon Knight was the name of the uh, other tackle besides Hyatt that I think is you know, someone who could potentially be there. I think all those spots are probably, you know, the best bet. You know, and then Chris Westry, I think, was a, you know, he's an undrafted free agent, so, you know, he's a guy that could potentially be there. So all of those guys uh, uh, kind of are in the mix for potentially making this team. So one of those guys. Uh, if Oh, you asked me to pick one. Um, mm, let's say Chris Westry. I'm just going to go there. Uh, Daniel asked a question for Marcus Mosier, so I'm not going to. He's asking what would make you change your opinion in running back. Sorry, Daniel. It's, I mean, Marcus has to answer that. I can't I, I answer that for him. Uh, if the Cowboys... Uh, this is at Shane underscore 69. Nice, Shane. Uh, if the Cowboys run the three three five money 44 defense, uh, or just to get Sean Lee on the field, who plays the nose? It was really effective when Irvin was there. Um, you know, I think that you could play... Uh, Tristan Hill there, you could play Malik Collins there. I think Tyrone Crawford has done it before, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, there, I think there's several guys who could play that spot for sure. Maybe even Woods, you know, depending on how he plays. Christian Covington actually may be a good uh, a good guy to play there, or Chris Covington. I, I'm getting I'm already getting confused on which is Chris. I think Chris is the defensive tackle. So, uh, yeah, I think that's uh, you know, it's the that's the real question is that i think they'll move in a lot of guys and i don't think it need to be a traditional nose tackle type because there's gonna be so many blitzing and in that system there'll be so much blitzing and stunting and everything that i think uh uh you know it's it it, it won't it doesn't necessarily need to be a big hog molly that's playing that position necessarily um at neffl1 when's the last time dallas cut a first round pick before his rookie contract was up Taco, assuming Taco has gone, and Gregory expended who plays right in? Oh, there's, I mean, there's plenty of depth at at at, uh, d- at defensive end at this point. I also think, you know, it, it, just from their body language, it feels like Gregory's gonna be back. So I think Gregory's there. I think you know uh, they clearly are liking what they're seeing in Dorrance Armstrong. Um, you know, they they just drafted two other guys who they think could play. That uh, uh, you know in their system well. I don't know if they're going to be ready to get take snaps this year. Uh, Tiders there, so that gives you another guy that's in, in the body. Quins there. I, I think they've got lots of people to throw at that spot. Um, Adrian asks, who should they pay, Dak or Jordan Lewis? That seems to be a discussion on Twitter right now. Yeah, that is a silly. Okay, sorry, Adrian asked that question, but he kind of asked it tongue in cheek because he, it was a. Uh... Silly question. I agree with you, Adrian. That's not really an either or. That's serious to me, Dak or Jordan Lewis. Uh, you think uh, this is at Clary? Oh, whoa! I can't read that. Uh, can't read that actual name. But it's this is from Clarius T. Reynolds. Uh, you think we can have a similar offense to the 2013 Broncos with three 1,000 yard wide receivers and a 1,000 yard running back? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think that that's, you know, that was an offense that was built on just you know outscoring everybody and defense. You know, well, no, I mean they had a pretty great defense too. I don't, I I don't know that that volume is is what they're even looking to do though. You know, I think that they're looking to spread the ball around more than that. Um, so I, I don't know that it's. I mean, is it possible? Maybe it's possible, but I I don't think it's likely. Uh, let's just do a couple more man we man this time is fly but actually i've got th- only three more so i'm just gonna get through all of them here we go uh at rick folis what type of season do you think dak needs to have for this fan base to fully on board with the player and the money he will get ricky uh you know look here's the deal y- you can't worry about what the fan base is gonna do you know like They are going to have their own takes on stuff. Most of it's not based on logic or reason. So we shouldn't really concern ourselves too much with what the larger fan base was. I mean, it wants because, you know, especially with the Cowboys, the fan base is so immense. The vast majority of the people that call themselves Cowboys fan that belong in Cowboys Nation aren't super informed about what's going on. And, you know, that's that's fine. Being a casual fan is absolutely you're right. and And, you know, there's absolutely nothing wrong with casual fans. But I think that, you know, they are susceptible to narratives. So... You know, w- once the narrative, once the media narrative changes, that's likely when their opinion is probably going to change. Is once the you know, it's just like Romo, man. You know, when, when as soon as Romo re- retired, he has ne- he had never done anything wrong in his career, and it, you know was actually actually perfect. And don't you dare say anything negative about him uh, because he is a saint and and. And flawless. That's just, I mean, that's not exactly what people were yelling at me all those years that I was trying to defend Romo. So it's just, you know, these narratives are volatile based on the media and it's not really even worth wasting your time following it. Uh, Brian b- at bad boy underscore bks – do you think the defensive line is strong enough between the defensive ends? Uh, you know, that's what we need to find out. I think that's, there's unknown there. We need to see what Tristan Hill is. We've heard good things from Malik Collins. I, I'm a big believer in Malik Collins when he's healthy. I think he's shown that when he's healthy, he's a guy who can play. And and I so I think between them, those two, Tristan Hill and Malik Collins, and then you throw in Tyrone Crawford if, if he's... Uh, you know he's gets kicked back into defensive tackle with all the depth that defensive end. I think if Gregory comes back, you're likely to see Crawford play more inside. And I think that if you're talking about a trio of, of uh, you know Colin, Malik Collins, Tristan Hill, Tyrone Crawford, maybe some Carry Hyder in there as well. I, I like that as, group as a pass rushing group. Now the question you know about the defense uh, the the run stopping side of it I think that's still to be determined but I think you get an uh, another year with Antoine Woods at at nose tackle you add Chris Covington who I you know I loved his tape at Houston when he was playing um I, I I think you've got a lot of unknown there but it seems to be trending in a good spot so we'll find out a lot more come preseason come training camp as to how much better that position is and finally, last question. We did it, guys. Oh no, wait. Oh shoot. No, I didn't. I got a couple more. Here we go. We're gonna power through these. Uh, if Mike White or Cooper Rush are both still questionable as backup QB, what do you, th- you guys think Dallas will do about the situation? I think if they get into, into training camp, they get you know they let these guys hang themselves. If they don't, if they don't make improvements, if there just isn't enough. If you just don't see enough to feel comfortable with what they're doing, then yeah, maybe you make a small trade. Maybe you take a guy off the street. I, I, I think that uh, th- there is an opportunity to move on a quarterback a little bit later in the preseason. Um, but I think that they're going to give these guys opportunities to, uh, to make this team to, to be in that spot. And um, so we'll see how, exactly how that plays out. Um any truth to the rumor of the Raiders being interested in Hearns? I I don't know. That, that seems like an actual Marcus thing because uh, you know, he has inside stuff on the, uh, the Raiders. Uh, so maybe Marcus will uh, answer your question at mario82288. Uh, uh, Marcus, if you're listening, go answer Mario's question, please. Um, and finally, this is the last one. Uh, we did it. Uh, at... I am the D boys, I think is what it is, or lambda boys. It's either an I or an L. I can't tell. I think it's an L. L L-A-M-D B-O-Y-S. Keith is his name. Ask, do the Cowboys keep faith in Tavon being do the Cowboys keep faith in Tavon being he is what he is and we are slotting Hearns above up and coming talent because he's liked? Uh... I'm trying to – do the Cowboys keep faith in Tavon being he, he is what he is and we're slotting Hearns above him and coming – You know, I, I think what, what he's asking is uh, uh, are, are the Cowboy? what's what's the deal with Tavon Austin in regards to his ties to these to this team? Um, I, I think that Hearns is probably – if he's healthy, is more of a lock to make the team – than Tavon Austin um, you know I think that they've got a couple different guys on the team that can kind of function in that role now so they aren't just reliant on Tavon Austin uh, being healthy now having said that if Tavon shows out and it can you know continue to play I mean he does have speed and talent that is kind of unique I think they have a couple guys like I said who can fill that role but I still think that a healthy Tavon Austin is probably pretty good at some of this, some of these things, uh, and I think he's an underrated receiver as well. I think people aren't giving him enough credit as what he can do as a receiver when given the opportunity. Um, so uh, let's not bury Tavon. I, I, I like what he does when he's healthy. The, the question is, of course, how much do you want to take on for uh, uh, his kind of situation? it's, you know, on and again, on again, off again, health situation. How how much of the risk do you want to take that on versus starting fresh with a younger player who you feel more confident about playing? Uh, you know, and I think it's a tough mix. I think they're going to get in there and they're going to battle it out, but I think they're going to give these young guys every opportunity to kind of usurp Tavon in that role. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out, how guys like, uh, uh, john Vaya johnson and, and pollard uh, kind of function in those roles as well so uh, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how that plays out Whew. guys that's it uh, we did it uh make sure you guys are following us on twitter at locked on cowboys uh make sure you follow marcus at, uh, at marcus underscore mosier and uh, again my twitter is at McCoolBCB. Uh, I think we're going to do one more pod this week if uh, if I can convince Marcus to get back into the studio, um, and if not, I'll see you, I'll, I'll either see you uh, tomorrow or we'll talk next week.